This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Let's check in with the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, which is still going on. Does this not seem like it's been going on for a couple years now? <laughs> yeah. I, of all the scandals that went to court, like this is like two months. When is this going to wrap up? Okay, so Amber Heard is getting cross-examined the past few days by some of Johnny Depp's lawyers. Here she is talking about the infamous, the now infamous poop on the bed situation. Johnny claims that after an argument, Amber Heard took a dump on his side of the bed. She Johnny says it was a human-sized turd. Mm-hmm. Amber's trying to pass it off on the dog. We've all been there. <laughs> It's not usually a solid. Yeah, it's usually, usually a, a gas. Vapor or gas. Yeah. <laughs> but here is Amber's side of the story. She is sticking by her story that it was the small Shih Tzu dog who pooped on the bed. What, if any, issues did Boo have with uh, bathroom problems, if you will? She had eaten Johnny's weed when she was a puppy and had bowel control issues for her entire life. Did you commit any kind of prank? Absolutely not. First of all, I don't think that's funny. I don't know what a grown woman does. I was not also in a pranking mood. I had my life was falling apart. I was um, at a crossroads in my life. I was really serious and I had just been attacked on my 30th birthday by my violent husband with whom I was desperately in love and knew I needed to leave. It was uh, not really a jovial time, and I don't think that's funny, period. That's disgusting. Wasn't in a pranking mood. <laughs> well, maybe it was. Maybe were you in an angry mood? Because maybe it wasn't a prank. Maybe you did it out of anger. Everything is Johnny Depp's fault. Even the dog's loose bowels is because Johnny Depp left his weed out and the dog got into yeah. it. Which is not cool, but that doesn't mean your teacup terrier is going to take a four-pound deuce. Yeah, you know what I mean? Was it a Yorkie? What yeah, did I whatever, say? Whatever, what is it? It's yeah. a tiny dog. Yeah. Anyways. Okay, here is uh, some testimony, more testimony from Amber Heard yesterday. And I'm sure James Franco is delighted that Uh-oh. now he's being pulled into this mess. You changed the locks to the penthouses on May 22nd, 2016. I attempted to. That's why you felt comfortable having James Franco over the evening of May 22nd, 2016, Ms. Heard? I do not know when James came over. Okay, let's remind you. That's you and Mr. Franco on May 22nd, 2016, right, Ms. Heard? That's correct. And you're taking him up to the penthouses, aren't you? That's where I lived, yes. And it's past 11 p.m. at night, isn't that right? I'm not quite sure of the time it looked, it looked like that. Why don't we pull that video back up? 22.51, almost midnight, right? It's, uh, or, excuse me, almost 11 o'clock at night. Exactly. You knew Mr. Depp was out of town the week of May 21, 2016, didn't you? Hmm. I don't know what I knew of his schedule at the time. I don't see what the big deal is. Jim, you'd probably be comfortable with your fiancé having James Franco over at 11 o'clock at night when you're out of town. Only if Seth Rogen was there, too. <laughs> Just don't let your dog eat Seth Rogen's weed. <laughs> Otherwise, he's going to be taking dumps on your bed. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. It's amazing how things change with time. What have we uh, been working together a decade now, Jim? Yeah, yeah. And I never thought I'd see the day where you came to me for parenting advice, but here we are. 
You've got a, a parenting question, a question for me. Yeah, yeah. Does this mean we're gonna have a little uh, Kellys running around in the near future? I, well, let's start. Hey, let's start slow here. First off, where do babies come from? Well, when a man and a woman love each other, do they have to be in love? <laughs> I'm just joking. No, no, no. This is a parenting question. This story has gone viral. I want to. I want to know from you, as a parent with a child around this same age, if these parents are bad parents or good parents. Okay. Okay. So they're these. First off influencer parents they're kind of semi-famous on youtube makes me uncomfortable i know you're already gonna you know you're already biased here when i say that but these are influencer parents who had uh, cps child protective services called on them Mm -hmm. because they uh had their six-year-old son run a full marathon with them so they did this whole uh 26.2 mile marathon it took them eight hours and 35 minutes Wow. To complete, and by the time they got home, takes uh, longer when you have little legs, huh? Yeah, I guess so, because like the <laughs> average is like four and a half hours. So this took them over eight hours. Uh, the CPS showed up and said that someone called them and said that uh, they were reported for pushing their kid. Like the kid didn't want to do it, and they were like physically dragging him by the wrist along the path. They said that didn't happen. They said that he's a very dedicated child. And that he was crying and struggling physically towards the end, but they asked him numerous times if he wanted to stop, and he was very clear that he wanted to continue. Hmm. So are they good parents because they helped their child achieve his goal of running a marathon at age six? Or are they bad parents because they probably did it to get attention and for their own financial gain? I don't know. Who did they or did they not? I don't know. Maybe they're super fit. Do you think your son, he's six, could he run a marathon? If I dragged him. (laughs) Well, hold on. That's not true. I don't think I could run a marathon. If I hired someone else to drag him, he might be able to do it. How does the kid know how long a marathon is? Get him to run around the block a couple times. He'd have the same sense of accomplishment. (laughs) But I feel like a kid like could run a marathon and it wouldn't be like a huge thing. Like when you're yeah. old, it's hard. But when you're a kid, you have all the energy in the world. A famous marathon runner did say, I don't know who needs to hear this, but a six-year-old cannot fathom what a marathon will do to them physically. A six-year-old does not understand what embracing misery is. A six-year-old who is struggling physically does not realize they have the right to stop and should. Because you could stop at any time if it was your own choice. Yeah. But a doctor... I, I've seen adults cry during a marathon, and I've seen adults struggle towards the end, but mm-hmm. they know what a marathon is, and they chose to run it. Another doctor weighed in. He said if they've been training and taking rest days and being monitored and there's no signs of heat exhaustion, I don't really see a lot of risk. Hmm. So, or should I mean, that's one thing to judge the parents. Are they doing this for themselves or for the kid, whatever? But do you have to call Child Protective Services on them? and Because you potentially want the child taken away. And like, that is the end goal, right? You think they're not fit to be parents if you call Child Protective Services on them. Who's the rat? That's, I trust that person less, the rat, than I do these uh, self-indulgent parents. Was there a... Uh... A seven-year-old running the marathon? Maybe he got a little jealous that he was no longer the new kid on the block? No longer the hot stud, (laughs) the young kid? I don't know if calling a seven-year-old a hot stud is... Well, I mean, in uh, athletic terms, they're called studs, you know, whatever. uh, Still. (laughs) That's not... Okay, whatever. 
but that's the parenting advice I will give you, Jim. <laughs> okay, call CPS on me, I guess. I don't know. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Yesterday, we got a text message from one of our listeners. It said, hey, a guy I work with left chip crumbs on the couch and his wife called him the worst husband ever because of it. <laughs> Where would you guys rate between a, on a scale between one to worst husband ever leaving chip crumbs on the couch? Well, we got another text message here. This one is from a woman named Kaylee. It says, hey guys, I wanted to help out the guy who felt like the worst husband in the world for leaving the chips on the couch. I follow an awesome marriage therapist on TikTok, and I think this video probably describes the real reason his wife was mad. Active responsibility would be you looking around the house for things that you could do. Passive responsibility would be being available to help, but waiting for somebody to tell you what needs to be done. This is one of the top things that I hear from women as a complaint, that their husbands are waiting for them to tell them what needs to be done. And they're really looking for a partner in life who is actively responsible for the house and for the children and not waiting for their wife to tell them what to do. Mm. So maybe it wasn't about the chip crumbs specifically. Mm-hmm. It was about your lack of active responsibility. Too passive. You're sitting around waiting for your wife to tell you what to do instead of just looking for stuff to do. I haven't heard it described in that way, active and passive, but I have heard women say, I'm not your mom. You know what sure. I mean? So it's like, I'm not following you around telling you to clean your room, pick up your socks. Uh-huh. Which I feel is the big complaint there. Sometimes you know the socks need to be picked up, and you'll do it later. <laughs> okay, this isn't personal at all. Just, just relax, Uli. <laughs> yes, I know. I know the dishes need to be done. I'm sitting down right now. I had a long day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know what? What is this then? Okay, because I, I, I feel like I'm not passive. I feel like I'm active around the house. And right. stuff like that. What would you call it when your uh, wife or girlfriend goes, oh, the garbage is getting really full? Because, uh, yes, I guess I'm being passive to is be this, as Is this a true story, Jim? Maybe if it happened to a friend of mine, a guy I work with. Marriage is just one big contest to see who how high you can pile the garbage can before someone has to take it <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, like, so Sarah will say to you, off. boy, the garbage can's getting really full instead of just taking the garbage out herself. Yeah, or saying, can you take the garbage out? It's like you're acknowledging yeah, yeah. The, the, the third wall or the fourth wall. I agree. It goes both ways. This is another thing for ladies to bring up in divorce court, I think. You know, yes, he helped, but he was only passive. Well, yeah, but I'm sure you were passive at times as well, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. think this is just a a wives uh, feel this way about husbands situation. This is the way people feel about other people. Sometimes you want people to do things and they're not doing it, so you call them passive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like my wife will go away for a weekend. Okay. And I will clean the entire house, but sometimes on purpose, I leave one thing untouched, just as a little game that I like to play. And I, 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 I just want to see if when she walks through the door, does she first mention 
all the cleaning that I did? Hmm. Or does she mention the one thing that wasn't done? Oh. And I will tell you, 99% of the time, it's the one thing that I didn't do <laughs> that is brought up first. So you might as well clean nothing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> now that's passive. <laughs> I am getting a couple bags of chips and I'm eating them on the couch. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Taz and Jim and we're joined by the equipment assistant for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, also the mascot assistant for the Hamilton Bulldogs. He follows Bruiser around. Keeps an eye on Bruiser during mm. the uh, Bulldogs games. You know him, you love him. The most positive man in the hammer, Dylan Atak, is on the show. Hey, Dylan. Hey, Taz and Jim. How's it going this morning? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm excellent. Thanks for having me on. Dylan, you also, this seems to be your skill. You are amazing at tracking down celebrities and getting your picture taken with them. Yes, that is correct. Yes. And yesterday, you got a picture with who? Mitch Mono, and I uh, got, and I also got a lot of pictures with like Tavares and Neilander yesterday, and Simmons. Oh. How are and, the guys uh, doing? Um, they are doing. They were really, uh, they were really happy. Uh, well, they were, they they took. Uh, they were really nice yesterday, and they signed my poster. But you know, one of the most nicest persons I can't can believe was as you just asked me. Uh, Mitch Mono, you know, despite what happened to him on Monday night um, at the movie theater, you know. Uh, yeah, he got carjacked. Yeah, and uh, and you know, I he he even didn't speak to the media yesterday because, as you know, he was you know still shaken up by the incident, right? And, yeah. But he was there, but uh, he was. I guess he was there for the team meeting yesterday, and uh, yeah, I was standing. Uh, my dad drove down with me and uh, down to the. The practice facility, and uh, I had my poster and said thank you, Leafs, and uh, yeah, and uh, Mitch drove out. Uh, it was uh, he drove out in this uh, Range Rover. I'm assuming it was uh, probably a lone one or something. Yeah, uh, or he might one. he might have a couple, but it, it, yeah. uh, that's why I wasn't sure when the picture was taken because it was a black Range Rover that got yeah. carjacked, and he was in a different black Range Rover, right? Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, but yeah, I couldn't believe it. Like he, yeah, he rolled down the window and uh, and I asked him, "Hey, how are you doing?" He goes, "You know," uh, he said to me, "I've had better days, but, but yeah, <laughs> no yeah. kidding." I'm surprised he didn't yeah. roll down the window and then blast you with him some pepper spray, <laughs> a little on edge. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was gonna say, you know, that's why I can, I cannot believe that he stopped yesterday. So you know, it, 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 he he took the time to sign my poster and I thanked him, you know, for stopping. So that made my day and. Yeah, he was very nice. Did you ask him what movie he was going to see? Because Jim I and I have a little bet. Him, no. hmm. Do you I, think he was I going to see Doctor him. Strange? I was saying it was The Northman. <laughs> maybe Doctor Strange, maybe. Hmm, yeah. Okay. That's, that's what I, the most popular movie out That's right what now. I thought, Doctor Strange. Well, we're glad Mitch is okay, and uh, yeah. it really speaks volumes of what kind of guy he is. Knowing that you're a, a huge Leaf fan, he stopped and signed your poster, even though he's yeah. had a rough uh, couple days to say the least. So that's pretty cool, Dylan. Well, he didn't talk to the media. He talked to you, and then you talked to the media. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, we'll post Is it okay if we post that picture on the Taz and Jim Facebook page? 
Absolutely. Go go ahead. Yes. All right, Dylan. Well, thanks for the update and any other celebrity encounters. You let us know about them, okay? Keep us. Oh, you know, actually, you know, I, I you know who I heard who's in Toronto? Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's filming a movie, so maybe that would be my get yeah. after him. You get yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. That, I want to see that picture by the end of the week, Dylan. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll come to come on the thousand and ten show as well. Yes, if you do that. <laughs> You, uh, we will give you a big present. All right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it'll be, it'll be big. <laughs> I want to see you peacock, your peacock. It's time for sports with our sports guy Devin Peacock. Dev, hockey playoffs resumed last night. Round two, you had the Battle of Florida going on. Tampa Bay versus the Florida Panthers and. Tampa Bay came out on top. And Florida was the top team in uh, the East this year, one of the top teams in the NHL this year. But you have a feeling after the Toronto series, the Lightning are just primed to maybe go on a bit of a run here. Nothing against the Panthers, but the Lightning are a battle-hardened team. And the Panthers did have a big habit this season of going down and then having to come back. And you can do that in the regular season, but doing that in the playoffs, Playoffs is a whole other matter. Let me ask you both. Jim, you are a Toronto Maple Leaf fan. It's the age-old question. Do you want to see Tampa Bay lose, or do you want to see them win because you would rather your team lose to the next best team, or do you want revenge and you want them out? I have a friend who's a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, so I would like them to lose. <laughs> what a good friend you are. <laughs> I 100% want them to lose. I want them to get embarrassed. I want them to lose the next four games. I want them out. I don't I don't want Tampa to win at all. You don't think it would be cool to see uh, three in a row? No. No. All right. No. No. I, I, want them, I want them to lose hard. I think it'd be funny to see Pat Maroon win four cups in a row. That's funny. That's about it. Funny as in I would you know want to punch myself in the face. I don't want him to win anything more. <laughs> funny like, as in like that's funny trivia because who would ever yeah, who would ever guess true. that? That's true. Uh, if my grandma's a Tampa Bay fan, I'd love them to lose. <laughs> Let's go to the later game. We had Colorado, who is one of the favorites to win the Stanley Cup, pulling out a win, comeback victory over the St. Louis Blues. This was a great game. I, I didn't see it. It was too late for me. But uh, Jordan Bennington was great in net for the Blues. And the Colorado Avalanche were the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, they've been a Stanley Cup favorite since the very start of the season. And they've showed why in the playoffs. And they showed why again last night. If I was going to cheer for another team, and I'm not cheering for anyone, but there are a lot of guys on Colorado I'd like to see uh, win it all. So the Battle of Florida kicked off last night. We have the Battle of Alabama. Alberta tonight. Who do you like, the Oilers or the Flames in this one? Man, I think this is going to be a really good series. I, I mean... Connor McDavid is Connor McDavid, but I really like the Calgary Flames. They're favored to win this series for a reason. They're just a really good team from top to bottom. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. I'm going to have to warn my wife about this because we let our kids play with our cell phones all the time. It's modern parenting, right? <laughs> you know. <laughs> you, you want them to sit down and be quiet. You give them a phone, put on YouTube Kids, and they're good for <laughs> hours. Well, a two-year-old was playing with his mom's phone in Texas, and somehow 
ordered 31 McDonald's cheeseburgers on oh, DoorDash. Boy. 31. So I didn't know what to do with them. He only ate half of one. So I posted on a community page and asked if anybody wanted some. One girl came by and picked up six. As part of that $90 bill, Barrett actually included a $16 tip. It's a He's good tipper. <laughs> the kid. Damn, kid's polite at least. <laughs> the kid gave a $16 tip. <laughs> That's funny. What do you do with all those uh, those cheeseburgers? It would be kind of awesome for uh, it'd be if a good you're excuse. hungry. Yeah. Oh, great. Now I got to eat these for a week or two days. You could probably smash 30 cheeseburgers if you had to. You know, th- I could probably eat three in one go. Be careful, Jim. What? I was on vacation with some buddies one time. We went into a McDonald's, and one of my buddies uh, was eating a, a Sunday. He said, man, this is so good. I bet I could eat 10 of them. And we all went in our wallets, took out whatever money we had. We said, we bet you this much you can't. Oh, and did he try? <laughs> he did it. I did. But then instantly turned into an ice cream machine in the washroom. <laughs> he got sick like yeah. as soon he's like is that good enough <laughs> with the last Sunday we're like yeah man you did it he's like okay see you in a couple minutes <laughs> time for a reversal yeah it's the soft serve machine in the in the washroom <sighs> how many hamburgers do you think you could eat from McDonald's I said three but that's easy <laughs> that's that's a cakewalk <laughs> well I'll let you know if, if my kids accidentally order 31 hamburgers on DoorDash or skip the dishes, you're going to be my first phone call now. <laughs> Get Uncle on, Jim Jason. from the radio over here. I'm going to be in cahoots with him. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. I didn't know if you had a family with them. There's a raccoon sitting on my patio furniture. Oh, boy. In this picture, does it not look like it's not my patio furniture. It's his patio yeah, furniture. He looks like he's been chilling on that furniture for a while. He's got his butt divot in, <laughs> in the couch. So I turn I turn the light on. I look at this guy. He doesn't move. Hmm. We just kind of have a little stare off. And I, I, I didn't want to get too close because I've heard stories about raccoons ripping people's faces off, right? Like they, can, they can be vicious, those things. Sure, sure. They don't go down without a fight. So I decide what I'm going to do is put on the uh, Bluetooth speaker. Okay. See if I can scare this this guy away. With sound effects or music? With music. Okay, because I thought you were going to like a panther sound effect. Wow! And like, you know, try to speak to his instincts. Okay, I'm trying to find this. As I scrolled through, like uh, I got my phone out. I scrolled through all my, uh, my music and I was like, oh, this will be a good song. This will get him. So, this is what I, this is what I, I cranked up the volume, I look him dead in the eyes, and then I hit play. Stands up on his legs, like, what the hell is going on? Uh-huh. And right when it kicks in. Shot off. I have never seen a raccoon move this fast. Bolted. Flew over my neighbor's fence. It was insane. The thing, like, like, wasn't even touching the fence as it went up it. (laughs) It was moving so fast and just went off into the night. Hmm. Thank you, Led Zeppelin. Wow. I never, I've never heard them used for that uh, reason before. A pest deterrent, but I thought the raccoon was going to get up, throw up the devil horns. Zeppelin rules, Nice bitch. try. <laughs> I love me some Led Zeppelin. Hey, fill me up a little thimble of that wine, bro.
Should I be concerned about this if you're into uh, pest control? Is there something I can do to stop this raccoon from making my patio furniture its home? Yeah, yeah. Like, if it's already been there once, is it stake this out? Is it, like, land? Yeah. I, I don't like it. Huh. You're going to have to keep Led Zeppelin playing all day. <laughs> it's like those mosquito <laughs> repellent sounds. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Weezer, uh, a new single, was released this week. Exciting. Right. The song is called A Little Bit of Love. Not sure if you heard it. Let's play a little sample of it here. You must like this with your Irish heritage. <laughs> sure. Nice and upbeat. Sounds like spring. Rebirth. Okay, so one of our listeners heard this new Weezer song, and he instantly sent us a message. His name is Mark Durbridge. He's on the line with us. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Good. You think you've heard the new Weezer song before? Yeah. Uh, sitting there in the shower with my wife, and it's like, this is Glass Tiger. Hold on. Did you just say you were having a shower with your wife? Yes. Wait, do you, you listen sitting in the shower with your wife? Do you, li- do you listen to our show while showering with your wife? That's kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's tradition. Are you in the shower right now? Oh. <laughs> what are you wearing, Mark? <laughs> Nothing but suds. So Glass Tiger, you made the connection between the new Weezer song and Glass Tiger. You sent us a couple links to Glass T- Tiger songs, and I have done a little mashup here. So the start of that song you think sounds like the Glass Tiger uh, tune, My Song. Let's listen to a little comparison here. That's Weezer. Glass Tiger. Okay. Similar. One's a harmonica, one's a penny whistle. I don't know. I'm guessing. Yeah, I hear the similarity there. But that's not where it stops in your eyes, right, Mark? No. Okay. The other comparison is the Glass Tiger song, My Town. Gonna play the Weezer song for comparisons? <laughs> I'm not hearing it, guys. A little bit of love goes a pretty long way. Oh my god. <laughs> That's pretty close. Usually when we do mashups, you gotta speed one song up, slow the other one down, change the pitch or something. But there's I had a tough time hearing the edits, and I'm the one who edited that. <laughs> <laughs> on to 
<laughs> it's an homage. Sure. You know, you know, Weezer, they did the thing with Toto's Africa, and then they got into the covers, and uh, Van Weezer, they got into a, a Van Halen phase, and uh, maybe they're still stuck in the 80s, and they love the Glass Tiger now. Goes a pretty long way. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm no lawyer, yeah. but somebody may have a case here. Let Alan Frew know. He may <laughs> want to contact the law firm today. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. This was not our intention. Now we've got people messaging us, and they're they're crapping on poor glass tiger not on our watch so we we did a little comparison earlier there's a new weezer song out and one of our listeners mark durbridge said that sounds a lot like a glass tiger song from the early 90s there's weezer glass tiger (laughs) weezer Glass Tiger. I don't know, man. To me, it sounds undeniable that there was some inspiration there, but some of our Taz and Jim listeners, they're not buying it. Mm-hmm. Jason says, somehow I doubt Weezer's ever even heard of Glass Tiger. CanCon is effective, but it's not that effective. Which CanCon, if you're not familiar, is radio industry lingo for a certain amount of Canadian songs you have to play because you're a Canadian, Canadian radio station. So Canadian there's a content. lot of bands in Canada. Like the hip that a lot of people in America haven't been exposed to uh, that are big hits in Canada. But Glass Tiger, they hit number two on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Like this was oh, a... Yeah. This is a worldwide song. People know who Glass Tiger is. This is a staple. This is an 80s staple. Loved you for so long. This is a song I get confused with. Don't you forget about me every time. Yeah. There was a lot of reminders not to forget things back in the 1980s. <laughs> a lot of cocaine brain going sure, on. Sure, sure. <laughs> Don't forget me. <laughs> Don't lose my number. <laughs> Yeah, number two on the Hot 100 Billboard charts. You know what band's never had a number two song on the Hot 100? Who? Weezer. Oh, so technically bigger than Weezer. So for that person who says there's no way that uh, there was a little inspiration from Glass Tiger on the new Weezer track, uh, I think you should check yourself. (laughs) Oh, he just responded. Fair enough. I'm just happy that Glass Tiger can probably get a successful lawsuit going for some writing royalties. They're going to eat today. This guy hates Glass Tiger. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Alan Frew is having breakfast right now. (laughs) (laughs) You don't think the royalties from this song alone, (laughs) he is set for life. Oh, he's having French toast, I bet. Poached eggs. Huh? Back bacon. Canadian bacon, maybe. I'm getting hungry. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.